Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Thursday. We're only going to have to wait a few hours before the Braves take to the field today to face the Rockies. The final game of this series against Colorado, the final game of this nine-game homestand before the Braves head out west. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast, all at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. You can find myself, Sean Coleman, at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. Now, obviously, it feels like it's just been a few hours since the Braves have played, and that actually is the truth. A pretty miserable night all around when it came to Trubis Park. Rain the entire game, though it did line up as the game went on, and obviously the on-the-field product left a lot to be desired as well when it came to the Braves. But of course, the Braves had their chances to win. They just were not able to put it together. Waskar Yanoa looked highly, highly effective through the first four innings of his outing, but unfortunately ran into a bit of trouble in the fifth inning, and the Colorado Rockies went up 2-1. to one. Eddie Rosario, who was the offense last night for Atlanta with a RBI single, as well as tying the game at two with a home run, he was the offense for the Braves. But the bullpen, in support of Waskar Yanoa, also did very well over five and one-thirds innings. The only run that was allowed was by A.J. Minter in the 10th, when a runner was on second base to start the inning. But overall, five and one-third innings from the Braves relievers. They struck out six batters, no walks, a very encouraging night for everyone This outside of a rough fifth inning from Waskar Yanoa. But the story from last night, and unfortunately one that resulted in a back-to-back loss, another loss for Atlanta. They dropped the game 3-2 to two to the Rockies last night, one for ten with runners in scoring position for the Braves. This app, just like on Tuesday night, this absolutely was a game that the Braves should have won. One for 10 on the night, could not get a run across. It seemed like the Braves were going to win it in the bottom of the ninth. Obviously, it was a sequence of events that, you know, certainly may have made the night more miserable, but obviously the Braves had their chances in the bottom of the ninth, in the top of the ninth inning. Will Smith fielded a grounder 
threw a ball to Freddie Freeman. Unfortunately, the ball landed low where Freeman's glove landed on the first base bag, and Rockies first baseman C.J. Crone stepped on Freddie Freeman's hand, and it had to be looked at. For a few moments there, the whole Braves fan base collectively held their breath, hoping nothing negative happened from the Crone stepping on Freddie's finger, and therefore it potentially leading to an injury. It certainly seemed as if Freddie escaped anything serious as he stayed in the game. Well, in the bottom of the ninth inning, with two on and two outs, Freddie absolutely connected with the ball to straight center field. It went 383 feet, an exit velocity over 170, uh, 107 miles per hour. According to Baseball Savant, an expected batting average on that ball of 950 and it landed in the glove of center fielder Garrett Hampson. There's nothing that Freddie Freeman could have done better. Thankfully, it was a clue that his health wasn't good standing with his finger, but nothing could have worked out better for Freddie. He absolutely nailed the ball. It just happened to go right through the right to the fielder, and then, of course, the Rockies were able to win the game in the top of the 10th inning. So, some bad execution, a bit of bad luck for the Braves, an overall miserable night, and they've now dropped two straight against the Rockies. I don't know about anyone else. I'm ready for the Rockies to go back to Colorado, and I'm good with not seeing them till next year. But to add to a less than ideal night for the Braves was the fact that the Phillies, despite the fact that they allowed the Cubs to come back once again in the top of the ninth inning, the Phillies did walk off the Cubs, so the Phillies now are back within three and a half games of the Braves. Yes, the Phillies have certainly not taken full advantage of their easy schedule, but you also can certainly say now the Braves, who are now 4-4 four and four on this homestand against the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Rockies, that's a less than ideal handling of a golden opportunity for the Braves to put some distance between them and the Phillies. And so now the Braves, not only you're hoping to at least salvage one win in this series against the Rockies, they're just in general hoping they can finish this homestand with a winning record before they head out west and the competition gets a bit tougher with the Giants on tap for this weekend. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Coming into this homestand closing series against the Rockies, like I had mentioned on Tuesday, I felt that the thing that really stood out for the Braves was that, you know, you had to feel good about the offense, especially if Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson could get going. Last night, Austin Riley had two hits in, a, in the game. Dansby Swanson had a walk and a hit, though they did not 
convert on opportunities to where they could have contributed to the Braves scoring some runs. They at least put the bat on the ball and got some hits. They put together a few good back-to-back games. It wasn't the hitting. That was really the concern. It was the pitching, but the pitching has done very well. The bullpen has done its job keeping the Braves in games, while obviously Waskar Yanoa did very well despite that fifth inning. Obviously, Tuki Toussaint struggled on Tuesday night, but in general, the pitching has done more than enough to be able to put this Braves team in position to win. It's just unfortunately the Braves can't could not get the job done over the past two games, and it once again hints at the fact that when the Braves are not putting their power on display, there certainly is struggles when it comes to this lineup, despite how talented it is. Four for 19 with runners in scoring position Where are the Braves over their past two games. But to go a little bit deeper into it, I wanted to look a bit specifically at when the Braves are in critical moments and they have runners in scoring position, just how effective have they been in the second half of the season with this new lineup in place once they traded for this new lineup, this remade outfield without Ronald Acuna Jr., how exactly have the Braves looked when they're not hitting the long ball. And in high leverage situations with runners in scoring positions, the results have not been that encouraging. The Braves are 24th in the majors in the second half of this season when in high leverage situations and runners on base, they're 24th in OPS. But one of the things that also stands out is that the Braves also have the fifth lowest batting average of balls in play. So a lot of the Braves' struggles when it comes to the inability to consistently get productive at bats when they have runners in scoring position in critical moments of the game is because they haven't run into a lot of luck, or excuse me, they've actually run into some bad luck, as evidenced, obviously, by tonight when we saw the ball that Freddie Freeman hit. It was highly expected to be a hit. It just happened to go right to center fielder Garrett Hampson, and it ended the inning. So obviously some bad luck has played its role. But again, it goes back to the fact that if the Braves are not hitting home runs, what are they going to do in order to produce runs? That's a big question that the Braves really need to find an answer for because today they're going to be going against Herman Marquez, who certainly is not an easy task at all when it comes to scoring runs. And obviously it's going to continue to get a bit harder as they go out west to face the Giants. Yes, they'll then have the Diamondbacks to face, but then they'll have four in San Diego. And as we all know, San Diego has certainly been far from an ideal place for the Braves to play. So we talked about it. We, I, I've talked about it before. I talked about it when the Braves were in Los Angeles and after that when they went to Colorado on their last West Coast road trip. When they're not hitting home runs, what are they going to do to step up and score runs? They've been able to find a little bit of success doing it against Washington and the Marlins, but now with their struggles against the Rockies, is this something that's going to potentially be an obstacle for them out West? It's something that they're going to have to figure out quickly. They obviously have the talent to do it. Getting Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson, Swanson obviously has been one of our more clutch players over the past several seasons. Getting those two guys back going will certainly help, but the Braves getting creating some of their own luck by having productive bats in critical moments with runners in scoring position, that could be one of the most critical narratives for the rest of this season if the Braves are to win the NL East. 
Obviously, Ian Anderson will be on the mound later on today, actually, in just a few hours against Herman Marquez. They faced each other back in Colorado. Ian Anderson looks looked much better in his previous start this homestand. Hopefully he can continue that ride and the Braves can get a needed victory to not only salvage a win against the Rockies in this series, but in the homestand with the big victory. Of course, you can find the show, The Daily Hammer, at, at Talking Chop, and you can also find the Talking Chop podcast as well as the Road to Atlanta podcast as well, all at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. Go Braves! We'll be back with you tomorrow, hopefully recapping a Braves victory and looking at them heading out west as they start a West Coast road trip in San Francisco. Have a great day. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.